and welcome in to another episode of Facts Not Feelings with your host, Brooke Furnest. Each week, I sit down with experts in their respected fields as we discuss how we can move this wonderful automotive industry forward by differentiating facts from feelings. We dive into my guests' secrets to success and how they got to where they are today. All right, let's jump in. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome into another fun-filled adventure of facts, not feelings. And man, if you, well, if you didn't tune in, I don't know why you didn't. And we're going to have to have a little chat later. But if you did, oh my goodness, to my right, to your left, however you're sitting, I don't know how you're sitting today, we have my good friend, but also we have automotive news. And I'm, Jared, I'm sorry, I'm going to embarrass you just a little bit, just a little bit here. We have automotive newses. 4040 nominee. We have AutoGenius founding member. He was formerly director of digital strategies for Jermaine. He's now the VP of strategy of success for Connect AI. And maybe more importantly, he's my metaverse buddy and name tag stealer slash representative as well for Carpalooza. Jared Kilway. Woohoo! <laughs> Did I miss anything so there? Much. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me. Uh, missed oh, you out there, you. Carpalooza, but at least I got to represent a little bit of facts, not feelings out there in uh, Chicago last week. So uh, we all missed you out there, but it was a, it was a great time. Yeah, man, I, I really was planning to go. And then I saw that the dates lined up the same time that I was not even going to be in the state. I was like, for the love um, and I and the love connection there. Ha ha. See, I pulled that all together there. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was really excited. So how, how was that? Because I, I was not there and I was living vicariously through you. Yeah, no, it was it was an amazing show. There was a lot of lot of knowledge shared by, you know, Jason Rice and Alex Vetter and, you know, Ed French and even Tommy Gibbs. Um, but a lot of it was, you know, breaking the basics down and utilizing the basics to the current state of the industry of what we're dealing with from a used car perspective with inventory shortages, recon, you know, costs continuing to increase. You're talking about best end user strategy and yeah, how to acquire more vehicles when there are less vehicles on the market here today. Uh, all very, very timely, timely topics. And Colby, thank you for joining. Good to see you. Good to see you. No, it's it's one of those like, I really, I hopefully that I can, I can be there next time because it was uh, just happened to be like I said, the time that I, I wish I could split myself into two places and be two places at once, but could not be. Well, you were, you were just living through me. That's, that's true. That's true. It was, I, I actually did. That's true. It's a, we were cloning myself there a little bit. So it was very, very nice. So, all right. So we're just going to kind of jump in here a little bit. So with the title here, we kind of did a little play on words here. I know that you are connect AI here, a little phenomenal company. I know we just had Colby coming across the screen there a little bit there. And we were both really, really big on the consumer journey and, and making sure it's seamless and offline. We were just talking about a little bit about how that can go awry sometimes. And a, a lot of times, whether it's intended or even forced on us because we don't have a choice of, well, this is the way you're doing it because we're going to mandate it that way. And so just talk a little bit about what you're doing to assist with that. Yeah. With, uh, with connecting, you know, being on the market, talking to a lot of companies, looking at what, you know, the best fit for me was um, really talking with Colby and, you know, Cole over at foundation auto really connect can really bridge the gap. We're talking about so many differences for inventory issues, for staffing issues, which is a critical element of it right now. We can fill that void uh, with Connect AI and really 
make your staff be more effective through putting the right person in front of them at the right time and being able to engage with the consumer when it is needed to be. You know, for example, we look at, you know, KBB ICO leads. Uh, the average KBB ICO dealer, you know, gets between seven and 800 leads per month. And a lot of them are very time consuming, but also don't have the best engagement. Because um, a lot of them, piggybacking off of Brian Kramer's statement, with the sight unseen trade appraisal process, a lot of people use this at different dealerships around town to get an answer to the question for their customer because their manager wouldn't give them a number on the car. So they'll go plug it in KBB ICO and get a number and give it to the customer of, hey, this is what KBB says or Carvana or CarMax, whatever. So there's a lot of uh, you know junk inside of those lead volume. What we do is we handle those leads until either a contact has been responded back from the guest or you know the customer needs a phone call scenario uh, or if we even schedule appointment. Those are the ones that we tee up to the staff. So out of rough numbers, let's say a thousand opportunities, we get three or 400 of them to that point. Let the AI continue on with that six or 700 uh, that have not engaged so that your team can be more effective, focusing on the best quality and let us take care of the remainder of it. Well, I think to go even one step further on that is that when those leads come in, I mean, how many times has it been preached to, what I, I always say is read the lead, read the lead. And it's like, no, we just gotta get through them, gotta get through them. When you look and see when those leads come through, a lot of times is that it doesn't even, it comes in as a lead. Well, it's not really a lead, it's a trade and offer. They wanted mm-hmm. to know, but you're, oh, thank you so much for inquiring. But what they're not inquiring on, on shit. They want to know the trade offer. They want to yeah. know what they're, and so the first thing would be, oh, and how you, how you respond to that is so key. But instead they're just like, oh, thanks for your, no, slow down and look at it. And when, when you all step in and say, let us take us off, let us take that off your plate and get back to what's really, really important to you, which is not all the junk that's coming in. So it's yep. so vital. I, I was on your website the other day. I, and I believe it's the new website because it looked different than it was the other day. So it is the new website, correct? Correct. We do have the new website up that launched, uh, you know, last week. And uh, we're actually doing a lot with that for people to go and try out the actual system and functionality too. run some tests, see what that experience looks like on your end. Uh, but the adoption has been great. You know, we have some great partners, great integrations uh, with the platform. And there's so many different versatile applications. We just talked about KVB as ICO as an example that is one of three, soon to be five or six different functionalities you can utilize the AI for. You know, I, you know, when I left Jermaine and I, you know, was out on the market, I started doing my own research and my own information. You know, the example I like to say is uh, HR and recruiting, and out at NADA, out at Digital Dealer, everybody was talking about. I need more people. I need more BDC. I can't get salespeople. I can't get technicians. I can't get managers. So when I was on the market, I threw 100 applications out there to you know, Indeed and LinkedIn, and I didn't get a single phone call from anybody, dealers, vendors, everything. And it's because we have focused as an industry on so much of the sales process and sequence with digital retail through COVID, uh, with really getting better experience. And we get all these trainers to come in and train on sales process, sales experience. So we are well ahead of the curve on that one, which is great. But then you look at service. We're five years plus behind where we are on the sales side, on the service side, when we talk about digital. Mandates from OEMs, handcuffing us, we can't do this, we can't do that. And we're just kind of put into a hole. 
and we're trying to provide that customer who had an incredible sales experience, an incredible service experience, and we can't do it because we're handcuffed. But the real big thing you think about this is when's the last time anybody evaluated or audited your hiring and or onboarding process? It's the same process we used 30, 40, 50 years ago that they built when, you know, they were still smoking cigarettes and drinking beer inside the dealerships. That or doesn't something else, yes. or something else. But that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't apply to the generation that we have applying right now. It's not relevant. We see somebody, hey, they're a salesperson, they apply for a sales manager role. We just take the resume and throw it in the trash can. Nobody ever calls him, doesn't anything. Yeah, he's not gonna be a desk manager here. He's not qualified. Well, have a conversation. So I'm working with Colby and Tim, and we're talking about that of, hey, we'll take over, we'll integrate with different companies to get these applications down to a phone call and or appointment interview. All you have to do is talk to them at that point. We'll do all the heavy lifting and get that application down to that next level. Because there's also a lot of time spent in that component where they don't answer the phone or we send them an email, they never reply. So we're working on stuff that can be applicable for all different verticals inside the dealership. And that's, I mean, that's something I don't hear too often of, hey, when you're talking about AI and smarter marketing, smarter advertising, whatever it may be, just to take the HR approach I, to, at least to my knowledge, that's something a new, like you said, new vertical to use your words there. That's really cool to hear about that. And I think that's something that's really, really key to take that avenue because it is so, so, so important. Hey, we're, we're, we're shorthanded and we can't get this. And well, no problem. And and I, and I did play around with your website, the, the website the other day. I've just like you put your name in there. Hey, this is the you know the fifth book that we've seen. You know, I've talked to today, and it does feel not quite so much like a bot where it is taking that that artificial intelligence and saying, hey, this is who it is, and putting it in there so it feels more like a human being because. We've all had the uh, the funness of knowing that you're talking to a robot. You know you're talking to a robot, and it's like you get the same email. It's like, what are you like? Stop! Like, just let me talk to a human being and stop having your AI that's a clearly a robot. Stop sending me stuff because it's not making any sense at all. And your website clearly knows that I'm a human. Like, it, it's more of a, it's very, it's got that human touch to it, which is really really nice. Yeah, and and, and that's the goal is to make it human, and it's. Um... It's to make it conversational. It's really to be the goal is to be more of a conversational AI rather than this event happened. Okay, this is yeah. the message that goes, and it's just it's no different than calling in and trying to you know get a hold of Facebook support and you know having to press zero fifteen times that says I'm sorry you're disconnected. And it's like what what did I do for the past hour of my life now? Um, you know it's it's frustrating not only to the consumer but also to people who are trying to build and help stuff. Yeah. And, and we had talked a little bit offline of just the difference of, you know, vendors and partners. And this is, this seems more very, very much so like a partnership and how you're going to partner with someone and work on that. Hey, you're looking to succeed. This is your goal. This is how we're going to get you there. Uh, and, and, and that is a champion that effort because that's, that is something that's so needed. And I don't care what, that's an automotive or in the wriggling, wriggling brother. It doesn't matter what, what, ver what, avenue you are is having that partnership and it's just having technology is great and i'll go back to it's been said multiple times on here and other places is that it's only as good as the as the humans that are there because as great as technology is if you don't have people there to actually use your brain and think about it and to and to say hey does this really need to be sent do i really need to do this that technology is going to fail you so you do have to have that human aspect and you guys are really taking that to the to say hey 
we do need that human aspect. So yeah, it's very, very vital. It's really tying in the people, the most critical component, I think is the process. Because people yep. could be great if you don't have the process for it, the people fails, the tech fails. So the process in my yep. sense is the critical element because then you can train the people to the process and make the yep. technology that you're looking at work for your process and your people. When you have everything connected in that nature, it becomes more of a partnership rather than a vendor. 100%, 100%. As we are also discussing is this, that that whole process thing, cause you can have, uh, I'm gonna uh, on this right here, 100%, uh, Colby, 100% amen on that because as we are discussing as well is that there are certain OEM mandates and we're not gonna bring up any OEMs names here, is that you have a certain tool, certain service, is that you have that service at all your group location. Let's say you have a, a, a group of 10, 15, doesn't matter what it is, and you have that, then you you decide that you're gonna open up OEMX. OEMX says, okay, you have that service. Well, actually you can't have that anymore. You've got to use our service that we're gonna white label, but it's the exact same one. Oh, but you have to have a point first. You have to have a dealer code first. Oh, but that's going to take you three months before because they're so backlogged. So you can't have it on your site, which means you suffer and the consumer suffers. Wait, wait. So we have the right people. We have the right technology, but your process sucks. So what is the point of this? And you were, and I was just like, my mind was blown by this. It's happened recently. It's happened. It happened with you. And I just couldn't get past this. Like the breakdown is what process because the technology's there, the people there, it's your process. And so what, it's the dealer and the consumer that are suffering. No, 100%. Um, I was on a clubhouse call last night. I was taking, talking to David Long uh, about it here in a room. You know, the OEMs, the OEMs face it. Vendors in this space face it. Dealers face it. We all face it in, in almost every industry, every vertical. But we have a sales process and we have an onboarding process. A lot of the time, the synergy between a sales process and onboarding, sales process to delivery, sales process to service introduction, it gets broken very quickly. I think of the Tommy yeah. Boy movie making his first sale when he's sitting at the desk and he's like lighting cars on fire and stuff. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I've, I've lived that life before. Like I know what's happening right now. But that is really where it comes down to is that break in process. Why is it if we, you know, you do a buy sell and you go through this OEM, they know this is coming. Why is there such a backlog on onboarding that dealer, getting that dealer the information they need to go live day one of buy sell? The issue is a breakdown in their onboarding process and a breakdown in their buy sell process. It's not so much a, I think, them trying to pick on them. It's just they don't have that fine tuned or defined clearly enough to be simple and effective. Instead, they're going with a process that they've probably used for 20 plus years and it's what they're comfortable doing and the fear of change is preventing them from being better and more successful for us dealers. But that happens to dealers when they onboard salespeople, when they onboard new technology, uh, happens to vendors as well. You know, you look at a massive sales blitz after NADA. And you have all these people like, wait, who's first? Who's on third? You know, am I in Chicago or Cincinnati? You got five, four, 500 stores. Now you need to onboard on the new tech. And it's like, wait, did somebody even tell them it's going to take 
two to four months for that. What did we do in preparation before NADA to know we have to have a clean backlog at go live stores yeah. before NADA? There, it's all process and people. And a lot of the times not having that really prevents them from being successful. Oh yeah, I mean, I uh, on on that on that whole scenario there. I have spoken with other companies that say they you know that because of NADA, they're like you know we'll actually do beforehand, we'll do uh, better sales actually before NADA because of that. We want we don't want to ha see that happen. And good morning to you, JB. Nice to see you, buddy. Thanks for joining. Um, because it, it exactly for the exact same reason, it says you've got to have that streamline because you do have exactly what you're talking about, uh, and it in. And going on more to the onboarding, it's, I think it was, I want to say it was Bob with Facebook, is that, you know, just even trying to get your social in order and trying oh. to get it from the other store. I mean, that is just, if you don't drink, that will drive you to drinking and, and then yeah. you'll become an alcoholic. It's just a trying to get and say who owns what. I mean, it's just a nightmare. And I think, I think he, I believe he's working on something to make it a little bit easier, but trying to get everything in order. It's just like, this should never be this hard. But yeah, it, and it's all been, it's we're all going because, back to archaic. Yeah, we're going back to the archaic component of them not having a process for buy sell. They're using something that's ten years old, where social mm -hmm. accounts didn't come in. It's not even on a buy sell checklist now to get access no. to analytics or social accounts. That's just like a byproduct. And they're like, oh, we're going to have that guy in the corner figured out here after it's all done. And it's like, yeah, that that didn't work out well. Now mm -hmm. I'm calling Bob. Now I'm calling support. Now I'm calling everybody, and I'm just throwing my hands in the air at that point. So you nailed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a running checklist because I've done so many buy sells with different stores of like, okay, I need this, this. And I remember one person just goes, this is a little OCD. I go, you think? Because nobody has one. This is everything that's needed. And you, this is because nobody out there, everyone's just flying by the seat of their pants. I have no idea what the hell they're doing. And this is what's needed, but nobody wants to put pen to paper to say, these are the things that are needed. I, I remember coming into one buy sell and it, no one had asked about historical uh, uh, sold data being transferred. I go, do you understand how important this is? And this is like a week before they're ready to close. And I just go, no, this is really, really important. You, you need to have sold data being transferred over to your, to your DMS. I was like, yeah. Oh, we need this. I was like, ah! <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. But there's just like, there's, you're just, Oh, well, we need this. And, but yeah, they're going back to archaic ways of doing things and there's no standardization at all. It's just, eh. We get it. We'll no. get it. And hopefully we get it. And some people will play nice. Some people don't play nice. And yeah, it's fun times, fun times. But yeah, yeah, that this is why, you know, coming together, and you know, we all need to play nice together, but it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> well, not, not even just playing nice. It's everybody has to be open-minded right now. You know, be okay. Yeah. Ask questions. If you don't know, there's plenty of people in this space and industry that can help. All you have to do is ask for it. And that's the biggest piece. A lot of the times we don't ask for help because we're just going to do what we've always done and everything will be fine. It's like, no, let's think about that. What does all this look like? We need to get people together and ask for help. You know, that was the best thing that I always, always would do. Talking to Brian, talking to everybody. It's like, if I don't know something, I say, hey, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than trying to BS through it and just get through it to be done with it always ask for help or say i don't know and then collaborate together with people in the industry to find out what you can don't know and to continue to learn and i think you hit on something really key there is that 
I make a point to, to try to learn something every day. You know, some days you may not, but try to learn something new every single day. And if you're not, that's, that's a problem because there's always going to be someone smarter in the room. And if you are the smartest person in the room, go find a new room because yeah. you should be striving to find something. If you feel like you're the smartest person, you continue to feel like you're the smartest person. Either you need to remove that ego or like I said, go find another room. Uh, I mean, even yesterday, I mean, I got in a situation. I was like, man, I have never heard this. And I was like, okay, great. Now I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So when the situation arises again, I'm going to be able to help somebody. And it's, it's just really, really key that, that you start learning and looking that way, because the minute you start uh, stopping yourself and hindering yourself from learning, you've got, you've got some issues there. Yeah. Yeah. Education. Like is Education yeah. is key. Humility is key. I mean, those are critical components to growth and success. And if you're not growing, you're not succeeding and you're becoming stagnant at that point, even if you think you're the best person in the world or know everything in the world, you need to take a step back at that point and get a little dose of, you know, what the true temperature is of everything around you. And maybe it's something that you may be the smartest at your store. That's fine. Go talk to other people in the space, find the people who are smarter than you, learn from them to continue to grow. Because if not, you become that stagnant component. And everybody mm -hmm. knows what happens when you have stagnant water without movement, mm -hmm. starts to grow mold, starts to grow mold. And then it smells. And I like that. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah, that. I'm, yes. That's a, I, I, I like that analogy. I'm going to be creatively borrowing you, borrowing that one for me. I like that one a lot. And it is. I mean, I remember the first time and uh, I was at the DMSC. I remember the first time I was there, like, I, I remember, you know, you know, I was learning a lot, learn a lot. And then I went to DMSC and I was like, holy shit, there's some really, really smart people in this industry. And before that, I was like, okay, you know, some smart people. And then I went there. I was like, oh my God, there is just brilliant people in this world. And I was like, I love this because it's like all of a sudden your brain was just like, and then the more you just got more and that just from there, the tentacles just kept growing because it's like, okay, I got introduced to this person, got introduced to you. And it's just like, oh my gosh, they're just, your mind just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's just this, so it's just amazing because then the more that you're, you're able to grow, you're able to help more people and help more people. So I just, yeah, I just highly, highly encourage that going back to your original statement of just don't be stagnant. Don't be stagnant. Yeah. Network, very, very, very meet, network, meet people, ask questions. Yeah. Okay. So with all this, with EVs, I mean, there's a whole untapped market. Well, I won't say untapped, but well, I guess it's untapped. But with technology there is, are you guys doing anything with that? Oh, goodness. I, I'm, I've been really focusing EV for about a year now. Um, and a lot of the EV components around it, um, there's so many questions and there's so many details. Yeah. Um, it really comes down to, you know, working on stuff for EV for this, but really it's helping dealers understand what is their EV plan and strategy. You know, yep. that's the biggest piece. I can't help them and build a, you know, component of the tool to help out with EV until these dealers were, start really thinking, what is my EV plan and strategy? How do you appraise a four-year-old Tesla you have two of them, the same, same year, same make, same model, same miles. Are they worth the same value? 90% of people will say, yes, I will fight that. I will say no, because you don't know the battery health and battery conditions of that battery. So if you aren't thinking and programming yourself that way to think about it, there's going to be tools on the market here very quickly in the near future to monitor the battery health. 
No different than you have with your iPhone. You can go in and go to your battery health and look at that. You're going to have tools to help you as a used car manager, you know, really look at that and see what is the health of the battery. So that's one component. What do you sell to an EV customer in finance? You sell tire wheel, you sell this, you know, what is it that you're going to sell to them? What's your package for, you know, F&I profitability? And how are you going to solve the guest questions for EV? You think of the biggest thing down here in Southwest Florida, biggest thing is range anxiety. So what are you doing yeah. to solve for that? Right now, if I needed to go, if I bought an EV, what do I do? Range, you know, I'm curious, I'm going to go look at all the maps. Why are dealerships thinking more forward yep. about, hey, I'm going to reach out to ChargePoint. I'm going to work on being a wholesaler, a distributor of the level two and three chargers that get installed at people's homes. I'm thinking at this point, hey, I need to get with a, you know, an F&I company to reinsure the chargers themselves. And I'm going to sell a warranty on the charger from a reinsurance plan. I'm also going to write a maintenance contract on the charging stations themselves. Oh, you know what? We got all these technicians that are doing lube techs that maybe not want to do that forever, but they want to continue to grow and evolve. I'm going to have conversation with them and say, hey, would you want to be a certified electrician? I'll pay for your school. I'll give you a vehicle to drive. Your responsibility is going to be installing charging stations in people's homes that are buying cars from us. Because right now, if you bought an EV and you're getting a charging station put on, it's Billy Bob's electricians that's coming in to install a charging station. There's no connection between the consumer who just spent 30, 40, 50, 60 grand at the store, as well as the endpoint to fix that anxiety thing. It's now dealing with an electrician. Take the entire process in house, add it on as an FI product, sell it for six grand, and they'll probably buy it because they don't have to worry about it. It's done, it's handled, it's over with. And most importantly, it's efficient and they have one person to call if there's any issues with anything. So just build the process. But when I look at EV, I don't hear any of this right now. I was talking to some people about it earlier. It's like, this is a plan that you can go in and do tomorrow inside your store or one step of it, do it tomorrow inside your store and get a plan together in a 30, 60, 90 day plan to execute this and get this live. But this is a great opportunity for revenue and profitability for dealerships. But most importantly, you're taking care of the customers. Mic drop. Yeah, 100 percent. It's it's a it's it's shocking to me that with all that's going on, that no one is talking about this. I, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but it was about the the sales and in, in the EVs. And it was and I think it's been brought up a couple of times, but it was it was last week even more. And it was if there is one dead cell, do you understand what that means? And it was like, what? I was like, no, you, your car is dead. It's useless. Like if you have a yeah. dead cell, you're dead. Like that car, it doesn't matter if it's a 2021 or a 2017, it's dead. And are you, are you looking at that? So it's like, yeah, it's, there's so many things that once again, you're thinking outside the box of how, where is this going? And there's so much, there's so many other things going on with EV, but at the basic level, where are you going? I mean, if you have a charge point, let's just start basic. Have you even claimed it in Google? Have you claimed your little charge point? I mean, have you done that? And if from there, are you, are you, are you uh, capitalizing on that? Have you optimized it? And then from there, taking it a step further, like, hey, I mean, what time? I mean, there's all these different things that starting from ground zero and working up, 
and thinking, okay, baby steps, foundation, and working up to exactly what you're talking about is how are you praising them? Where are you going from there? What's your plan? Yeah. A lot of stores are, you know, just in conversation with people over the past couple of weeks, they're like, oh, well, we don't have any cars. You know, we're talking about taking an acre off of our, our lot from the store. We're going to put charge stations. We're going to put a Dunkin' Donuts there. I'm like, hey, that's a really cool idea. But how many people are going to use those charging stations in five years? In five years' time from now, how many people do you think are actually going to come and use those charging stations? Because it's going to be no different than an Alexa device is today. Oh, I shouldn't have said it. Um, <laughs> in today, every, almost everybody has a smart home device in their home now. You look yeah. five years ago, very infrequent had it. That's what charging stations are going to be for EV now and EV in five years. So if you're going to take the investment to go put in 10, 20 charging stations at the store, I would be hesitant upon that and start rethinking retooling for a five-year plan right, rather than right now immediate fix because yeah. everybody's going to have a charging station at their home that has an EV. And then you look at a 10 and 20-year cycle at that point it's going to be no different than having a microwave at your house. They're going to have plug-in stations everywhere. Yeah. So it's good thought. When you yeah. Look, look at it like that one, we, but we always try and solve the problem for now and don't try and solve the problem for what's happening next. I think it's also human nature is that a lot of, you know, the most of us is that we're looking tunnel vision, right? What's this versus looking forward. And that's just in general human nature to do that versus the ones that are really going to capitalize on whatever whatever it may be in businesses. Hey, what is happening five years from now? What's happening 10 years from now? And maybe there people will scoff at that or make fun of them or whatever it may be, but those are the ones that are going to really win the day. But I I get made fun of all the time. Everybody's like the metaverse. <laughs> You've been in the metaverse with Kramer and I, and it's uh yeah, you know, it's crazy. We have a blast in there and there's so much to it. Everybody's like, that's just a big waste of time. I'm like, hey, that's your opinion. Yep. That's fine. That's great. Yep. But obviously, it's not because the manufacturers are starting to invest in that space and ecosystem. Now it comes down to what happens when all your unveilings are not on like a YouTube video anymore and it's all done through there. Mm -hmm. And we're the only store that's in that ecosystem at that point in time. We're going to reap yeah. the rewards and benefits of it. And you're going to be sitting there asking, why aren't we doing this yet? Yeah. Wasn't well, mini? Isn't mini uh, the miniverse? Isn't that coming up here soon? I, I thought I read something on that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot around the metaverse, miniverse going on. There's yeah. a lot of very interesting things that are kind of changing. You know, with crypto taking a hit, it's definitely yeah. a great time to get in it because the cost component of it is not as going to be as high as where it was you know, a couple months ago. So it's low. This is a time to really start looking at investing into that ecosystem. But then it comes down to which one. So there's a lot behind That's it. And if anybody has questions, reach out to me behind it. I've, I've got some great demos and stuff. And Brooke, I still got to get you on a demo of the new uh, new piece I'm working on. Yes, 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 you do. I'm very excited about that, sir. <laughs> well, awesome, Jared. It has been so much fun. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, obviously. Always a pleasure uh, speaking with you. And uh, obviously for repping my name tag as well, I always appreciate that as well. Thank you very much. So, all right, everyone that's on the show, though, I, we've got a few lightning round questions. So, ready for this? That's the, that's the first question. Uh, all right, I'm ready now. Let's go. 
All right, all right. First and foremost, anyone for our listeners, uh, where can they find you if they want to follow you, get in touch with you? So you can find me on you know Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, as well as Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse usually every night between seven thirty and nine o'clock with the Automotive Unwind show, um, and then Friday mornings as well on David Long's All Things Used Cars. Okay. All right. And then outside of work, what are what are your hobbies? What do you like doing? Well, outside of work, being a girl's dad to four daughters, it's my life revolves around them. They're both competitive gymnasts. All four of them are, or three of the four are now on competitive team for USAG. So uh, coming up on uh, gymnastics season here starting August, and uh, we run through January, so it gets a little crazy. Awesome. That's so cool. That your girls are adorable, by the way. All right. So things have changed since 2020 a little bit, and they continue to change as 2022 goes, on, goes along. And so in your day-to-day or in personal life, doesn't matter, what are the biggest things that you have to distinguish facts from feelings? Facts from feelings, both personal and uh, you know professional. Oh, and it's, or. Oh, and or. Okay, I would say it, it's really it's really coming down to facts and feelings about how to mold and grow the next generation. You know, we talked a little bit about, about the metaverse, um, a lot of feelings behind it, and people talk a lot about oh, kids spend too much time on devices and phones and this and that. And then I look at my 11-year-old who's on Roblox, building her own games, doing her own creativity. Look, the facts are she is programming herself to be more successful in the future, even though a lot of people feel that they should not have that much time on their device. They're playing with devices. They're doing this. They're doing that. A lot of people are utilizing this technology as this younger age to grow, build, and develop things that you and I haven't even thought about. So it comes down to really looking at what they're doing versus what they're not doing and not making judgments because you think something, but you don't understand all the details of what they're trying to do and build. She's 11 years old and built a gymnastics game on Roblox. Wow. I couldn't do that. So no, I, <laughs> for sure. I can't do that. But people look at that. It's like they'll make judgments and their feelings on, She's she spent too much time on her device. Well, yeah, she spent time, but she's not watching videos or this and that. She's being productive. So don't yeah, judge. Building stuff. Yeah. Look at the facts behind it. Yeah. That's a there's very wise words in that and that can go span across many, many different things on that. So that's a I like that. Okay. As a disruptor in the industry, which you definitely are, what is the hardest or the best lesson that you've had to learn? Humility. Humility and hum, uh, be humble. You know, take a back seat. There's a lot of people that know a lot more than you do. Uh, you know, Brian Kramer has always been kind of a, a mentor to me. Um, and I've really had to, was able to mentor him on things. Brian Kramer didn't have a social media account three years ago. And so Brian and I crazy. were together. I'm like, Brian, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And it's like, boom, watching him just take off three years ago and, explode on the scene. I'm so happy for him and his success that he's had. And I get to just sit there and say, Hey, I was, I was with him. You know, we worked together. Like he's my buddy, but the information I've learned from him has really helped me grow better. And I know I've helped him through the teachings of different pieces of digital and whatnot. So we're, we've learned together. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that, you know, I take away from that, but 
really looking at those relationships and being humble. Yeah. Very, very, very true. Okay. So what's your favorite car? Oh, this is an easy one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So my, my dream car is a 1998 Porsche 911 993 Targa. Go big. So I like year, it. It's the last year of the air-cooled Porsches, the original Porsche, and I've always don't want a convertible, but I want the Targa. That's that's a that's a good one, sir. I like I like. Okay, do you have? Oh, actually, no, let's go. Advice you give your younger self? Patience. Be Ooh, good one. Patient. Don't try and rush yourself. Take every moment you have, and use it as a learning opportunity. Just yeah, be patient and let it. Everything will come to you. Don't rush it. That's a good one. Okay, we'll end with. Do you, do you have a favorite quote? I do. It's actually tattooed on my back. Um, it's oh, from nice. Father Ralph. It's a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, but it says the man makes or the world makes way for the man who knows where he's going. Ah, I like that. I like that. Awesome. 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 Well, Jared, once again, thank you so, so, so much. This has been a blast. Not that I would have thought of anything else. I knew it was going to be. I mean, come on, seriously. I got to so ask one I gotta ask one question, Brooke. Yes. What's on the What's on the feet today? Uh, right now, nothing. I I'm in bare feet with Uggs, but yesterday. No, but I will say that yesterday there was a little bit of a mishap with Nike, and I didn't think I got the Jays, and uh, I ended up getting four pairs of Jays yesterday. <laughs> Hopefully Chris is not watching the show. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I'll, yeah. uh, I'm sure I'll see him. Put him up on Instagram later. I would love it. Uh, I love. Yeah. I love seeing the new collection and the fashion behind it. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get them, and it was like taking forever. And all this was like, Bing, Bing, Bing. I was like, oh my gosh! And I'd gotten one the day prior, so I got like, I have five pairs of Jays rolling in uh, next week. So, <laughs> so with the, it was like the lights of. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I I need to like step away from from Nike and Foot Locker for a while because I just uh, I gotta pay the mortgage still. So <laughs> yeah, with the light coming on, like you, you're like in t-shirts and stuff, so it's like it, it gets a little it gets a little toasty when we're doing these. So yeah, right now nothing. It's a bare feet right now, but yes, <laughs> good question, good question. <laughs> you should you should add that here moving forward. The shoe of the day. I actually thought about that. There's, uh, there's probably like a year ago, there was a guy that developed, uh, you know, during the uh, pandemic, he developed a shoe cam. So on Zoom, he would have another camera that shot down at his shoes. So people could see what shoe he's wearing. I was like, that is freaking awesome. I want that. <laughs> yes. Uh, good times. Good times. But yes, I'll definitely post when I get the shoes. We've got a a whole bunch coming in and I'm going to have to somehow hide the packages. So Chris can't see that. I just spent a load of money on shoes. So. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. That's why we have the job. So it's there, not good. There, there, could be, there could be worse things. So no worries. Yeah. Right. There could be worse addictions. So, you know, it's, it's for a good cause. It's all right. Uh, awesome. Thank you, JB, by the way. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. As always have an awesome weekend. And as always as well, Find a way to serve today. Find a way to go help someone in need. Kind smile. It, it's amazing how far that will go to, to help someone. But as always, have a great weekend, everyone. And we'll see everyone 
next week. And yeah, everyone, have a good one. All right, Jared, thank you as always. See you, everyone. See you. You've been listening to Facts Not Feelings with Brooke Furness. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating. If you know a friend or a colleague will benefit from today's episode, share it with them. Until next week, find a way to serve someone. Find a way to help your neighbor. Remember, we are all in this together. I, 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 I,